0: Hello, friends. I am Rob, creator of An Honest Wizard and proprietor of the Lair of Omnisai. And this is the bonus episode for my 50th consecutive podcast, which is cool. I've uh, been enjoying making all of these, so um, glad that uh, I've been able to keep up the string. And if you're listening to me, I hope you've been enjoying them. Uh, I've been thinking about what to do for this the the 50th episode, and I thought it would be nice to go back to look over the cantrips and to get my top three cantrips um, that I would take if I had my choice of any three of them. Which ones would uh, which ones I would do across any of the classes? And I think. Uh, I would break it down as I, I need to take at least one attacking cantrip because, well, quite honestly, it's one of the biggest, most exciting things about uh, cantrips in 5th edition. It's the ability to uh, be able to defend yourself at any time without having to worry about you know shepherding your slots and, and, and budgeting like that. I think it's actually really exciting to know that your character can throw down with a, a spell, maintain their spellcaster status, and be able to defend themselves with magic. Um, my favorite out of the lot, I would have to say, would be the trusty firebolt. Uh, number one, very long range, 120 feet, uh, there aren't very many that can match that. Uh, number two, respectable damage, doing a d10 damage is not bad. Uh, number three is quite simply the fact that you can set things on fire. You suddenly don't have to worry about lighting your campfire, or if you are in a uh, a library or town hall and you want to, uh, you know, it grips you that uh, you know creating as much chaos as possible might be in your best interest. Uh, boom, things can go on fire real easily with that spell. I try to think of all of the other attacking cantrips and everything that, boy, would the effects of any of these come in as handy as suddenly being able to put things on fire, and I just can't think of any. There are some I like, of course. I like Acid Splash quite a bit. The ability to hit multiple opponents is cute, but I think you know, having an infinite amount of damaging acid could be useful under a wide range of circumstances. And that's probably pretty close to my number two. Um, so so that one was nice. Um, and, you know, there are a couple other ones. Uh, the one that deals poison damage, doing a whole... I mean, with, you know, D12, and you don't have to make attack rolls for it it's for your enemies to fail their saving throws that can be nice but i like to i like to think if i'm playing a spellcaster i am going to be uh well endowed in the attribute that their spellcasting flows from so i like my chances of successfully striking an opponent when i need to do that um so that is the attacking cantrip that i would choose out of all of the various attacking cantrips although Uh, I'll be honest with you, I have another attacking cantrip in my top three. Uh, Number two would be Prestidigitation. If I'm going to be playing a spellcaster, I want my world to be magical. I want to be able to see magic things pop up when I want them to. I want to be able to wave my hand and instantly clean off a shelf so that I don't have to sully my hands with it. I want to be able to able to make loud noises and uh, colorful effects and entertain the children with my magics. I want to be able to mislead and try to figure out new and valuable uses for this spell to get me out of trouble and to, you know, keep my creativity going. This is a spell with very few limits. Obviously power limits because it's only a cantrip and it is this flexible, but there's a lot of really kind of cool things that you can do with Prestidigitation, and it only expands with the imagination of the player and of the dungeon master. So in almost any circumstance, a wizard with Prestidigitation, or you know, anybody who borrows that spell from their list, magical things can happen, and uh, should happen as often as possible in my way of thinking. It just means that magic has become so ingrained to you that it's constantly following your actions and activities and for me that's just an awesome idea an awesome concept and uh, you know the thing is uh, with a lot of players who are used to more encounter based games uh, not thinking about things like that uh, only thinking about attacking and defense and for me I'm in it for the immersion and being in the world and Having having the ability to say, you know, something is going to happen and it's going to have magic in it is just too cool of an idea for me. The final one uh, I said was an attacking cantrip, and that is Vicious Mockery. Uh, that's a little bit of the bard in me, but uh, Vicious Mockery to me is the perfection of the bard's art. The ability to wield your charisma and hurt other people that you want to hurt. I mean, you're not going to use this lightly probably uh, even though the you know the damage is is inconsequential and unlikely to kill anybody unless they're already in pretty bad shape. In which case, if you kill somebody with vicious mockery, you know, I, I love the visualization of them getting so angry at your insult that they like have an aneurysm or something or, or a heart attack and just suddenly drop from your insult. To me, that is that's too funny of a vision. I mean it's not much funny about it, but if you're going to kill somebody as a bard, it is kind of funny that you are killing them without doing anything. It's their reaction that kills them. Um, But more to the point, more so than the tiny amount of damage and the theatrical way that you can kill somebody with just words alone, uh, the simple fact that you are giving your group a big bonus by making a target that is susceptible to this attack uh, to to give them disadvantage on their next attack. Uh, I've seen far too many rolls that would be surefire hits and the second roll is a miss, There's a a part of me that's seen this mechanic at work, and it is a, a strong mechanic. A group with a bard with Vicious Mockery is often glad, especially the tanks in the front of the party, when the bard whips out Vicious Mockery and starts debuffing their opponents. Um, that can really play havoc on how ferocious an enemy is, especially if that enemy has one big strong attack you don't want to get hit with. That's why it's great on creatures like ogres or, um, you know, like a, a giant scorpion, for instance, that might attack with its its tail stinger. You don't want that to hit, and if it can make that attack with disadvantage, you know, so much the better. Um, bards are constantly going to start looking for ways to make people understand if they could do it in sign language for instance for people who are deaf (laughs) you know as a dm if a bard started trying to do stuff like that i would appreciate that but uh I, i do like vicious mockery especially for the fact that i would encourage anybody who's playing a bard with vicious mockery have insults ready I want to hear an insult every time you cast this spell, and if it's a particularly good insult or it's particularly poignant to the target that you are hitting it with, um, I would even assess disadvantage on saving throws against it. Honestly, I mean, if if you're really on point or you really hit them where they're weak, their their vanity or, or or shame about something they've done, and you you bring that up, to me that's a huge win for the bard who exploits the weaknesses in their enemy's armor, the armor of the ego. So, uh, those are my three favorite cantrips of the lot. Uh, I'm not saying they're the most powerful. I'm not even saying they're the most useful. Uh, They're just the ones that if I'm playing a spellcaster, if I'm playing a bard, I'm taking Vicious Mockery. There's no question, there's no doubt about it. If I'm playing a wizard, I will have Firebolt, Probably as my attack cantrip, and I would probably take Prestidigitation. I would almost certainly, th- I would definitely take Prestidigitation, and I might take Firebolt as my attack cantrip. Uh, unless I'm going with a different theme or something, uh, which is possible. I mean, if I was going for a wizard who is really kind of more into necromancy, I would take something like Chill Touch. If I was playing uh, a Transmuter, I might think of something else. But for, uh, for pure attacking and the usefulness of being able to remote set things on fire, I do like the Firebolt. So, if you agree with me, awesome. Why don't you, uh, if you want to, go to the anchor version of this and uh, on an honest wizard. I'd love to get a voicemail from you, telling me what you think about it. Uh, if you want to talk to me about it and a direct comment, uh, feel free to like my Omnus page on Facebook. That's O M N U S capital I, um, and uh, you know fine talking about that uh but uh i'm glad i've been able to get up to 50 and hopefully entertain you and uh maybe expand a little bit on the knowledge of all the different ways that you can play this fantastic game that we have so thank you very much i am rob and i will see you in another 10 episodes thanks and farewell